Hey there, it's time once again for Transformation Radio.
as we begin to look into the New Testament. Our reading today comes from the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verse 18. We'll go through chapter 4, verse 18. Now, why is submission of wives to husbands fitting for those who belong to the Lord? This may have been good advice for Christian women, newly freed in Christ, who found submission difficult. Paul told them that they should willingly follow their husband's leadership in Christ. But Paul had words for husbands as well. Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. It may also have been true that Christian men, used to the Roman custom of giving unlimited power to the head of the family, were not used to treating their wives with respect and love. Real spiritual leadership involves service. Just as Christ served the disciples, even to the point of washing their feet, so the husband is to serve his wife. And then Paul does not condemn or condone slavery, but explains that Christ transcends all divisions between people. Slaves are told to work hard, as though their owner were Christ himself. But owners should be just and fair. Since the creation, God has given us work to do. Now, if we could regard our work as an act of worship or service to God, well, such an attitude would take some of the drudgery and boredom out of it. We could work without complaining or resentment if we would treat our job problems as the cost of discipleship. And finally, we should be wise in our contacts with non-believers, making the most of our opportunities to tell them the good news of salvation. All right, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. October 8th, the New Testament, Colossians chapter 3, verse 18. Through chapter 4, verse 18. Wives, submit to your husbands, as is fitting for those who belong to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives, and never treat them harshly. Children, always obey your parents, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not aggravate your children, or they will become discouraged. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything you do. Try to please them all the time not just when they're watching you. Serve them sincerely because of your reverent fear of the Lord. Work willingly at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward, and that the master you are serving is Christ. But if you do what is wrong, you will be paid back for the wrong you have done, for God has no favorites. Masters. Be just and fair to your slaves. Remember that you also have a master in heaven. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Pray for us, too, that God will give us many opportunities to speak about His mysterious plan concerning Christ. That is why I am here in chains. Pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. Live wisely among those who are not believers, and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive, so that you will have the right response for everyone. Tychicus will give you a full report about how I am getting along. He is a beloved brother and faithful helper who serves me in the Lord's work. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, to let you know how we are doing and to encourage you. I am also sending Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother, one of your own people, he and Tychicus will tell you everything that's happening here. Aristarchus, who is in prison with me, sends you his greeting, and so does Mark, Barnabas's cousin. As you were instructed before, 
Make Mark welcome if he comes your way. Jesus, the one we call Justice, also sends his greetings. These are the only Jewish believers among my co-workers. They are working with me here for the kingdom of God. And what a comfort they have been. Epaphras, a member of your own fellowship, and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends you his greetings. He always prays earnestly for you, asking God to make you strong and perfect, fully confident that you are following the whole will of God. I can assure you that he prays hard for you, and also for the believers in Laodicea and Hierapolis. Luke, the beloved doctor, sends his greetings, and so does Demas. Please give my greetings to our brothers and sisters at Laodicea and to Nympha and the church that meets in her house. After you have read this letter, pass it on to the church at Laodicea so they can read it too. And you should read the letter I wrote to them. And say to Archippus, Be sure to carry out the ministry the Lord gave you. Here is my greeting in my own handwriting. Paul, remember my chains. May God's grace be with you. Time now for our reading in the book of Psalms. And this one is Psalm 78, verses 56 through 72. Can God be jealous? Well, according to Scripture, yes. Like everything else about God, His jealousy is perfect. In the case that we'll read about here in Psalms today, the offense caused by the ungratefulness and unfaithfulness of His people provoked a just and holy response from God. The shock conveyed in these verses that we'll read come not from God's jealousy, but from the fact that God, though justified in passing absolute judgment, persistently seasons His response with grace and patience. God's jealousy over you represents an honor worthy of your deepest gratitude. Although David was occupying the throne of Israel when this psalm was written, he's called a shepherd and not a king. Shepherding, a common profession in biblical times, was a highly responsible job. The flocks were completely dependent upon shepherds for guidance, provision, and protection. David had spent his early years as a shepherd. This was a perfect training ground for the future responsibilities God had in store for him. When he was ready, God took him from caring for sheep to caring for Israel, God's people. Don't treat your present situation lightly or irresponsibly. It may be God's training ground for your future. Psalm 78, verses 56 through 72. But they kept testing and rebelling against God Most High. They did not obey His laws. They turned back and were as faithless as their parents. They were as undependable as a crooked bow. They angered God by building shrines to other gods. They made Him jealous with their idols. When God heard them, He was very angry, and He completely rejected Israel. Then he abandoned his dwelling at Shiloh, the tabernacle where he had lived among the people. He allowed the ark of his might to be captured. He surrendered his glory into enemy hands. He gave his people over to be butchered by the sword, because he was so angry with his own people, his special possession. Their young men were killed by fire. Their young women died before singing their wedding songs. Their priests were slaughtered, and their widows could not mourn their deaths. Then the Lord rose up as though waking from sleep. Like a warrior aroused from a drunken stupor, he routed his enemies and sent them to eternal shame. But he rejected Joseph's descendants, 
he did not choose the tribe of Ephraim. He chose instead the tribe of Judah and Mount Zion, which he loved. There he built his sanctuary as high as the heavens, as solid and enduring as the earth. He chose his servant David, calling him from the sheep pens. He took David from tending the ewes and lambs and made him the shepherd of Jacob's descendants, God's own people, Israel. He cared for them with a true heart and led them with skillful hands. Proverbs chapter 24, verses 28 and 29. Don't testify against your neighbors without cause. Don't lie about them. And don't say, now I can pay them back for what they've done to me. I'll get even with them. Let's go.
here's today's In Touch devotion. Today's scripture reading begins in verse 1 of Psalm 37. Do not fret because of evildoers. Be not envious toward wrongdoers, for they will wither quickly like the grass and fade like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He will do it. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light, and your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret because of Him who prospers in His way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. The Lord has given us many wonderful promises in His Word. But sadly, one of them is frequently misunderstood. It's not uncommon to hear someone present a prayer request and then add, God promised to give me the desires of my heart. This makes the Lord sound more like a toy store than a wise father. But when Psalm 37 verse 4 is taken in context, we can understand God's principle for ensuring that His followers have right desires. To delight in the Lord means to take pleasure in discovering more about God and following His will, spending time with Him, learning what pleases Him, and praying for discernment to make wise decisions has two results. First, the Holy Spirit aligns our heart's desires with Scripture, and second, we set ourselves up for blessing. Delight in God derives from dedication to Him. When we commit our way to the Lord, We allow His will and mandates to shape our thoughts, lifestyle, and goals. In other words, we acknowledge His right to determine whether our longing fits His plan. Perhaps the hardest part of receiving the desires of our heart is waiting for them to materialize. Yet God's Word insists that we rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. This means relying on Him to work out circumstances even when achieving our desire seems impossible. Taking matters into our own hands is not helping him out. God promises to give us our heart's desires in his time when our requests are aligned with his will. Believe the promise as he intends it. His response will be perfect. This is Alan Swords, and you are listening to Transformation Radio. This time of desperation When all we know is doubt and fear There is only one foundation We believe We believe We believe in God the Father We believe in Jesus Christ We believe in the Holy Spirit And He's given us new life We believe in the crucifixion We believe that He conquered death We believe in the resurrection And He's coming back again We believe So 
Maxwell is hard work. Karen Diaz from Macao, China, who is an uh, ascetic assistant therapist, wanted me to talk about hard work. And I go to China a couple times a year, and I can tell you that people there know what hard work is all about. They're not afraid to pay the price. Recently, I was traveling internationally, and I was in a country that didn't value hard work. What they valued was a lot of time off, a lot of vacations, did a lot of strikes, and their economy was in shambles. And much to my disbelief, I listened to a tour guide talk about how that they wanted all of the benefits of life without paying the price for the benefits. And I thought to myself, she doesn't understand. Hard work is a requirement for you and I to have the benefits of life. My father used to say it this way, John, pay now, play later. He said, if you play now, you'll pay later. He said, you're always going to pay. The question is, do you pay on the front end or do you pay on the back end? Hard work basically says, I'm willing to pay on the front end so that someday I can play on the back end. Tired 
and bring your shame Bring your guilt and bring your pain Don't you know that's not your name You will always be much more to me Every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right But that's alright Cause I hear a voice and it calls me every day When others say I'll never be enough And greater is the one living inside of me Than he who is living in the world In the world
my wrestling and in my doubts In my failures you won't walk out Your great love will lead me through You are the peace in my troubled sea Whoa, You are the peace in my troubled sea Silence, you won't let go In the questions your truth will hold Your great love will lead me through You are the peace in my troubled sea Whoa, You are the peace in my troubled sea My lighthouse, my to shore
Ah! 
that does it for today's podcast. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for the next edition of Transformation Radio.